0: Hi, this is Paul. Just before the episode starts, we have a couple of really exciting things to share with you. First off, we've got a trailer from our good friends at How We Roll Podcast, and I'm just going to let this roll.
1: Hey guys, Joe here. I'm the DM from How We Roll Podcast. We run a highly produced 5th edition actual play podcast in a custom world which has been destroyed by war and has been cut off from all other realities, even the gods themselves, for 10,000 years. Recently, the barriers surrounding our universe have begun to crumble, and over the next few weeks, we will be having a famous visitor from the world of God's Fall. Yeah! Uh, <laughs> this is not the first time that I didn't land where I wanted to, so I pull out my dagger. You will meet strange new creatures. Oh, cool! A human fighter. I see a shadow run away from underneath it, and I look behind me and I'm like, guys, guys, there's someone here, there's someone here. A tiny bard. Takes two psychic damage. And starts crying. A violent monk. I run towards it, screaming. And a mysterious warlock. Grigor is not scared of wolves, especially when he's at the back of party. <laughs> Together, they will battle unbelievable odds. Um, if you pass, um, you take 12 points of damage. <laughs> I'm dead. They will travel to hell and back, while hopefully beginning to unravel the mysteries of our world. Are we the good guys? So come and join us, and Aram and Doro from God's for laughs and drinks as we play 5th edition Dungeons & Dragons. You can find us on iTunes, SoundCloud, and at our website, howwerollepodcast.com. See you there.
0: I was there for the live stream on Twitch, and it was great, so I'm really excited to hear what the produced results are going to sound like. So go find them on SoundCloud or HowWeRollPodcast.com. The second exciting thing is that we've been in contact with BattleBards. They are a recently kickstarted project which aims to produce really high-quality audio for tabletop gaming. Their website's about to go live and they've got all sorts of things in the pipeline like a live soundboard where you can mix your stuff with theirs and have things at your fingertips as a GM. It it sounds amazing. So you're going to hear a lot of their stuff in our feed from now on. There's no money changing hands or anything like that. They're not sponsoring us or something. So if I use it, it's because I think it's good. I could have done a slick promo, but instead I just had some fun and put this together. I call it the gatecrasher. Hi, welcome to Swordnet Radio. This episode is our 5th edition Dungeons & Dragons campaign, Doors. In the last episode, the group met a new companion, Frost, on the hillside, and had to come to terms with a lot of things that happened, and what they were going to do in future. We rejoin them the morning after the night before, when they're about to set off to take on the Dragon Cult. I'm Paul, I'm a GM, everyone's going to die, including...
2: Hi, I'm Adam A, I play Gimbal Gallo glass, a miniature bard. I'm Tom, I play Karahad, a Battlemaster. Hi, I'm Biddy, I play Roo, uh, who is a very, very, very relieved warlock.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so as Roo stumbles back,
2: doing up his flies, coming out of the undergrowth. Oh yeah, it's um, good, gone for a piss, have not Yeah. <laughs> back into, uh, I think if you're very relieved you get more than a piss. Um, mm. It comes back into, into
0: camp. Frost on the Hillside is still there, by the way. Dax can't join Cataponic. us to evening, but Frost's character is still there. It's the morning. What do you want to do, guys? You've had breakfast. You are ready to
2: move. Where are you moving? We need to make a decision here and now as to whether we're going to go back and sort out blue and white or whether we're going to go off and deal with green and red. Carrot, any thoughts? Deal with blue or red? I'm, yeah, I'm kind of inclined to deal with what we know. Because if we go off traipsing, because we don't know them. And more importantly, they don't know us, so we don't have any kind of advantage, because I mean, we can theoretically get close to Blue. Mm-hmm. This is a possibility. No, the only thing I would say there is, he has just told us to leave, Probably will not be thrilled to see <clears throat> us come back. Also, the White is relatively close. Yeah. If somebody carries word to the White that we are attacking the Blue, we'll to stop showing up with reinforcements. Yeah. And actually, the Blue isn't going to mind hearing word that the White is being attacked, because that's what he wants. Mm-hmm. We were theorising maybe telling the white that the blue had got us to kill the black because we thought maybe they the the white and the sorry the white and the black had some kind of relationship Mm. and therefore telling the white that we um, killed the black not realising who he was on blue's instructions and now we've come to that's a bit of a dodgy one that though I think that could easily backfire. Yeah, I was going to say how do you uh, justify? It's like yeah, the blue told us to kill your partner. But well, now we're here to tell you, and she's like, why? Why have you come to tell me? Yeah, so should we go scout out the White's camp? We've already done that. No, yeah. You had a look at it, and mm. then went, hmm, whoa. <laughs> <That's lame. laughs> I remember that. Since then, I have learned how to communicate with Fuss, and Fuss is quite good at being able to sniff out what my powers are, and as such, I now know what I can actually do. Mm. And, um, aerial reconnaissance. Aerial reconnaissance is definitely one thing I could do, but also, I can turn myself or other people invisible. Oh, okay. One of us could just walk into the camp. Just use, a, just use an assassin. Just walk up, stab, and flee. Regrettably, our assassin is no more. <laughs> yeah. Assassin got assassinated. Yeah. So, what do you reckon? Fuskin, um, we need to get within about a mile Well, in fact, no, we need to get closer because he needs to have quite a bit of altitude so he won't be spotted. So we need to get within a mile of this place so he can be as far away from us and as far up as possible. Also, if I keep him in his tiny form doing this, it should be even harder to spot. Good call. I see no reason why not. Why not? Okay, so we're heading back to camp. Well, we're still circling around the town, aren't we? Mm. We went out of the town... Back the way we came. You, you, you went along the road to the coast. So that was further out, yeah, from the town. So you were heading um, east towards the town. You got out of the town. You came out of the town south, looped around, and came off the road which runs east. So yeah, circling back round the town at what distance? As far out okay. as we can get, or I would or? say it was about half a day's journey because you're going overland, you're hopping over walls, and. Uh, just trying to find somewhere to of bunk down, so you weren't going as fast as you could if you were Rome, so a rose half day's journey. As you leave the small pinfold, um, who's last out? Uh, frost. I'd imagine, yeah, Frost, probably. Okay. So you, you all walk out, and then about five minutes down the road, you realise no one's been spouting bollocks at you for a good five minutes. So you just turn around, and Frost is gone. Had he not been the last out, you would have seen something, but still. Ah. <laughs> Don't, don't give me things. <laughs> um, so uh, yeah, you, you, he's just gone, and you, you search around for him and sort of look around, and he's just not there. I don't know if that worries or leaves me. He was not. It's probably nothing to worry about. It's probably one, wandered off after some sort of tree squirrel angel, angel. thing. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you do know he was there like just before you were set off, so like you could, you know, he must have just vanished. It's the only logical explanation. Mm. Like literally like you saw him five seconds before you he left. He's off chasing tree fares, he's fine. Yeah. I'm not that fussed. He's 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 gone. Okay. Wandering off somewhere. That's that's what I'm thinking in my head. He's just not saying goodbye because he's a bit of a ditzy kind of brain. Yeah. It fuss of a bit of chaos doing this drone walk. Drop, drop something in. Oh god, we've turned into <laughs> America. We're using drones. <laughs> oh god. Yes. So Cause some distraction or something. I, don't know. I know we've got the invisibility now, but if we're all, all could possibly go in if we... well, he. Holy Hand Grenade of Antioch. Yeah. No, well, one plan so is. So the radio does not conver- condone or. <laughs> <laughs> does not condone or condemn the use of drones in warfare. Or the Holy Hand Grenade of Antioch. <laughs> um, so yeah. He could. He's not very big. Think about it. this way. He could probably cause as much chaos as a cat could. <laughs> okay, fair enough. It would be a flying cat, but a it would still fire. It would still be a cat. Oh, do we know if he breathes fire? Um, can he breathe fire? That is a good question. He always enters sh- fire. doesn't I'm it? Pretty sure he can. Everything ends with fire. <coughs> burn them, burn yeah. them all. Set fire to a few roots and then we're good. Holy shit! No, he has no fire. Oh, well, that's crap. Nah. No. Worries. What the fuck uses a dragon, then? (laughs) He can bite. He's a pseudo-dragon. He's not a dragon, he's a pseudo-dragon. He's a a flying cat. Yeah, with wings. Scaly cat with wings. I still love you, Rue. Rue? Yes, I love Rue. Rue is lovely. Foss is quite nice as well. I love Lamp. Yes, I love
0: Lamp.
2: Yeah, so no, he isn't going to be able to um, do anything like that. Okay. Just an idea. just wanted to cause a bit of chaos i Octopus was a bit familiar than me. <laughs> <laughs> Brian. Oh, I miss Brian. <laughs> Brian was awesome. Brian's Brian's <laughs> a weapon. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I don't think that's much of an option, to be honest. I, I reckon by far the best thing we could do is, is either send in one person invisible and just try and assassinate her, or if we're all going to go in, still have someone invisible so they can essentially you know, come in at the last second and say that like, if we get captured, they can like come in on tiles. If we get in a tight spot, they can just peer and kick shit. We essentially can be the distractions by being the people you can see and then they can go about their business. So. That, that is probably a good idea, actually, because yeah. if you send someone in as an assassin and they get captured, how are you going to know? Fuss does warn me, though, that um, you will only stay invisible until you do something. Of course. Yeah. You know, if you're just walking around and being softly, softly, you'll stay invisible. But the minute you attack someone or try and okay. do something meaningful, so you you'll reappear. If you did stop,
1: then,
2: then, then you'd you be. Will, yeah, you'll appear at that point. It'd be hard for getting out. Mm. Suicide mission. <laughs> yeah. Sending someone in as an assassin, not the best idea, because yeah. otherwise they're going to be on their own. Yeah, Sending someone in as invisible backup, yeah, better idea. So we can always try going in as a delegation, yeah. Someone invisible, and that way, if shit does go bad, then the assassin can sneak around behind the yeah. shadow of the white and stabby stab. As as much as I'd love for Karahad to be the one to go invisible, because you would be awesome invisible backup. I think you will serve a better purpose by being visible. I mean, let's face it, you're imposing. Yeah, you know, people see you and they, you know, they think twice. We don't want to lose that advantage. You gimbal seem like quite a logical choice. You you know you're small, you're nimble. Yeah, um, the stealthiness. Suppose I probably would be the best option. Like Carahad's got like metal armor, I've got leather. So hmm. I'd, um, be, I, I'd be a lot quieter and smaller, and yeah. probably dodge around people easier if someone nearly walks into me. We have actually already seen that Thos um, does seem to have a bit of power with these guys. I mean, we saw what happened with the Shadow of the Blue, how he reacted. I mean, mm. I, I think he had other plans for us until he saw Fuss and all of a sudden he wanted to be our friend. Mm. So I'm kind of almost tempted to go in with him on full display. Yeah, Maybe maybe not if we're sneaking in initially, but you know, if someone spots us or anything, you know, just help, go for it. Well, if we're going in there as a delegation, we may as well just um, have him on display. But mm. well, the, th- the thing is, I assume we're discussing this while we're walking towards yeah. circling around yes. the, the camp yeah. so that'd be much easier yeah. but um, it's like we still have to decide if we're going if we're going to go along and say hi we want to be your friend or if we're going to walk up do recon and then just burst out of the undergrowth kind of thing if we're going to burst out of the undergrowth am I still going to be invisible well we won't do that no I tell you what recon first regardless as to whether we decide to try and sneak in or, or be delegates mm-hmm. recon first to get a lay of the land and see what we're up against and then, at that point, we'll then make a the decision as to turning you invisible because there's no point doing it. Uh, invisibility doesn't really last much longer than an hour, as well. Okay. So we, that's not... right, we cast that just before going in. Anyway. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I think we have the, the beginnings of the plan. Let's, let's say we've spent all our time discussing this as we've circled around, got as close to the camp as we can, within you know with reasonable coverage. You, you have your map, so how close would you reckon we can get within like a couple of hundred yards or...? Firstly, uh, as Point Man terms of perception, uh, Rude, make a perception roll through fuss. however you want to do it. Oh! Advantage on Wisdom Perception checks. Lie on sight. So... Uh, what's perception based on? Wisdom. wisdom. wisdom you just, of, you just uh, Wisdom Perception. Atari, yeah, 16 then. 16. I really need to write out Fuss's stats on something a bit better than this. Okay. have an actual character sheet, right? <laughs> yeah. Oh, no, sorry. Uh, oh, God, no. you actually get a plus three to be... Pre- no, oh, sorry, um, 18. 18? Yeah. All right, so you're sort of circling around and Fuss is, is quite high and quite small. Would, uh, who is helping you sort of like get through without being seen who seems doing that who's job that? I'm not in full-on kind of like forced looking through his eyes mode because he's still within range uh, that he can so, communicate like, with me. So at the minute he's just kind of like whispering little kind of like this and there's that and stuff. Yeah. So I don't need, really need anyone to like so, guide me. Or anything. I was gonna say he he should be able to give us pointers of what where is going to have the best coverage and obviously any.
1: So like I suppose in theory, move, people I'm, moving around I'm
2: relaying what he is telling me from up above. Yeah. So yeah, I suppose I'm in charge of, of what's happening with the stealth. As he is very high up, he's got normal binocular vision, so his depth perception is about the same as yours. Um, so from very high up, it all looks very flat. So I want you to give me uh, a stealth roll with disadvantage, please. That's 15. That was an 20, <laughs> um, stealth, um, a natural 20, You bastard. Stealth is your stealth. Oh my stealth. Yeah, because oh. you're the one making decisions. Well basically.
0: Nice, well, nice and so, uh, no no yours
2: no, your stealth uh, uh yeah, separate. Oh no you have separate dice. Okay, yeah, fine. Yeah, so now uh, two. Two, right, okay. <laughs> so yeah, the, the disadvantage was the quality of the information coming in. So yeah, uh, it becomes very apparent very quickly. This is a pretty flat landscape anyway. So minor <clears> changes into <throat> in topography and the stones that are in places and the the stone walls that are up in places. Yeah. These things can be like three foot tall, they can be eight foot tall, but it's random. Yeah, it's, it's thousands of years worth of clearing stones off the land, so you have no idea from above how tall these things are. And okay, so you sort of stop and go, right, okay, no, and then, okay, right. so you're not doing very well. I'm not, it's worth mentioning, I'm not really looking through foot size at all. If, if, if he sees something specifically of interest, which he hasn't done it yet, he will say, you know, looks through my eyes, but at the minute he is just communicating with me telepathically mm. and basically just telling me stuff. Don't try and fuck the roll up. No, I'm right. not, This is what I said before. I rolled this. We didn't yeah, actually yeah. say that before. Yeah, yeah. So I promise you, you can re-listen listen to it, this, this, is is this is how I described describe it, yeah. it. I challenge you, yeah, <laughs> to be stealthy <laughs> in a landscape of, uh, or to, to plot any sort of navigational tool with aerial yeah. photos that doesn't involve just staying on a road. I've tried to do it. I do, tried to do that professionally. And it's not easy. <laughs> That's fine. Because um, you, you, might, you might come up to somewhere where you go, right, okay, so there's that there. that Oh, that looks like a little river course down there. Let's follow there. So you're losing time all the time by having to backtrack because you get this little water course or whatever, and there's a tiny little culvert, but a fucking huge wall that you can't go over. And if you did, you'd be outlined against the sun and all that sort of stuff. So okay. it's just, it's not taking... So, so you, you have the choice here of, this is kind of a fail roll, So... Uh, and you're not going to know the consequences so I'm going to give you a choice here and this is going to be a choice that propagates throughout the 5e things because I think it'd be interesting is that you can fail the stealth roll, or you can succeed at cost I think failing at this point because we're not actually at the camp yet we're still ways off we're just mm. kind of working towards it so yeah well, I mean the thing the, what we discussed was obviously first being up there was as a lookout not as not as a study of the, of the land just mm. as a lookout basically so advise us, which we're going in the right way, mm-hmm. like, oh, a bit more left, a bit more right sort of thing. And also if there's anything moving besides us. Yeah, absolutely. It's at the point of when we actually get close enough to the thought that it's at that point I will take over his eyes and he'll start flying around and, and doing stuff. So at this point, yeah, he, mm-hmm. he isn't really doing much other than saying, yeah, you're going in the right direction. Oh. absolutely so you' you've basically you, you've managed to do the basics you've managed to avoid people and all that sort yeah. of stuff you still failed the role okay okay that's fine um so you've had information uh the disadvantage was that it's bad information okay he's not mm. necessarily you know uh, the best at doing this so uh the you are failing the role so tell me how it is you failed the role you basically avoided people because that's a no-brainer You know, if you see someone that's moving, you go, oh, right, I'm not going to go over there. Because people are working in these fields. They are sort of sitting there and um, weeding things. But most of this is growing season. So you've got crops up. People aren't out in numbers. It's not like harvest time. So, um, that's reasonably easy. So, how is it that you're going to fail in this? What, uh, what, what, what bad thing happens to you? I would say probably tentatives? the bad thing is that it takes us twice as long as perhaps it should do, because he is literally just saying, yeah, you're going in the right so direction. So, a day's journey rather than half a day's journey. Yeah, because instead of us kind of like picking decent routes, so, yeah. we're kind of like forcing our way through like head roads well, and yeah, doing and stuff and like that. obviously try to avoid people who are going the long way around anyway. Okay, so it's going to take you till sundown the sun sort of has set at this point so you've stopped you know you've sort of ha- you know, had a look and gone oh god where are we um, does someone want to beat their head over a hill and chance it and that sort of stuff and so you, you've managed to get there but too dark to see anything through the dragon's eyes I mean he's got um, dark vision mm. oh yes he has does so. yes but yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's got dark vision so it's not, it's oh, not I've really got, got dark, dark vision as well oh I mean I only have dark vision at sixty foot though, so I'm going to have to circle around the camp at. Dark vision at sixty feet means that if it's dim light within sixty feet, you see it as if it's day uh, daylight, and uh, beyond that as if it's dim. So you can see the dark. These they have the same. Yeah, sixty foot. Fuss with his his dark vision. He sees as if it's dim light, obviously from above, um, because he's more than sixty feet in the air. So uh, yeah, I mean it's all kind of greyed out a little bit, but. As you approach, firstly you're going to approach from the north because you were kind of skewed off a bit. You were you're not approaching from the road. You're not approaching from the direction which you you're kind of familiar with. You're approaching from the north, and you know you're approaching from the north because you come up to the river, the very deep river channel with a very shallow river in it, so mm. um, it's running a bit dry. Uh, there is still water in it. You know it'll get your ankles wet, but. Um, there's, in fact, it's a little bit deeper this far north, because obviously no one's been tapping it from the town yet. It's not it not made its way into the irrigation system. So it's all right, uh, as a thing, it's sort of maybe it's a bit calf But it's not going to deep. You're about 400 yards, let's say, north of the, um, of, the, of the place here. Now, I'm going to let you see my sketch here. This is what Fuss can see from the air. And you're going to see in this detail, I'm not going to move any closer to you. Uh, Basically, what we're looking at is a is a playing card shaped enclosure Mm -hmm. um, with a river on the west side, road on the south. Its long edge is orientated east west, Um, so the short edge is north south. There's what seems to be uh, two roads inside it, like little pathways inside it. Mm -hmm. Um, The main gate looks to be on the south, you would would, or or the north, you would say, but it's because the sorry, yeah, you don't know where. The main gates are, but you didn't see one when you approached it last time from the west. So you assume that this these crossroads in there, one of them is going to lead to an entrance. So you reckon an entrance is probably on the north or south. And what is the structure that sits Okay, in, yeah. in the centre is mm-hmm. a large roofed structure. Then you've got, to the north of it, yeah. uh, you've got a, a, a large number. What's Fuss's intelligence? And yes. counts, basically. Uh, ten. Ten? Uh, yeah, can count. Uh, 10. 10? Yeah, Vosk Camp. Uh You have, one, two, three, four 16 um, smaller roof structures. On the north side, again, you have um, another square structure, which is quite large. Then you have south of that uh, in the corner. So this is the south-east yeah. corner, um, another roof structure. And... Then in this southwest corner, you've got this patch of just different colour that Fluster doesn't really know what to, to make of. Okay, I'm going to translate this to you guys via this drawing. I'm going to throw my post-it notes everywhere. <laughs> yeah. Okay, okay. So it's possible that these could be prisoners. Or well, these? Well, 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 this is like these their, could be prisoners anyway. I kind yeah. of had it in my head that this was like their, where their army was coming out of, maybe. So barracks. Yeah. Carahad, make me a wisdom check, please. Just wisdom. 13, 15. 15. You uh, look at that and you you look at it and say, that could very well be barracks. Infantry, maybe, because there's no stables. Or no obvious stables. That could very well be barracks. Infantry, maybe. (laughs) 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 I see no stables. (laughs) So. Carahad. Based on what you think the size of those might be, how many infantrymen do you reckon could possibly be in there? What there are odds? Yeah. How many, like, if there's 16 tents, how many to a tent, roughly? I reckon there's about 100. These are roofed structures, not tents. Oh, I definitely know uh, these are roofed yeah. structures. So they're all roofed Structors. All of them have roofs. So have right, okay. So Storehouses—that'll probably be the large one of the, at least one of the large ones will be storehouses. It's got to be a mess. Is Gimble going to know anything about infantry barracks or? a the point. Yeah, 20. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what, what check was that? the book. That, that was uh, oh, that's of point. Actually, is, is that just uh, history wisdom? Uh, his, I'm going to go with history because I'm going—I was going to base it on um, the stories of Glenn Baratheon, you know, yeah. the knight night errant. Okay. Uh, well Glen Harald was a knight errant, he went out on his own. Well uh, yes, but he had to really do training to become a knight and doing yeah, so.
0: You don't you don't make epics about knights training. And yay, he swang verily for the seven hundredth time at <laughs> the dummy. And yay he swang verily for the seven hundredth month time. There are there are many there
2: are many possible stories that Gimbal could know for this. Okay, so uh well out of twenty with with your history is what? Um my history is I'd like to suggest... I would, technically, you, I did 21 when my history. I'd like to suggest that you once met a bunch of... what is the equivalent of squaddies and they taught you a load of marching songs and because you're a bard you are all about learning new songs. So it could be. They were telling you all about, you yeah, know... Soldiers passing through one of the villages or towns that are big. yeah. That, that'd be a good way for him to have chatted to some of these guys and said, oh, this is what it's like the barracks yeah, and it's stuff. Just, yeah. It's expected that any large number of fighting men are going to have provisions. Okay, what
0: you're going to know
2: about that sort of thing is the sort of thing that soldiers complain about. Because this is a really esoteric thing to know mm-hmm. from just having chatted with soldiers. So with your NAC20, you have done that, but you're not going to get the exact questions you want, you met gaming fuck. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, what you're going to know generally is that the soldiers complain all the time about where the latrines are and how shit the food is because you've only got a finite storage space because you can only carry mm-hmm. as much as... Yeah, you know that the the soldiers complain all the time about the latrines and how they have shit food all the time.
0: So, like, you might have a chuck wagon, um, but someone's got to dig the shit pit, so they're always tired. So you you never have a decent shit pit, and no one ever wants to do it,
2: so it gets done when it gets done. So basically, the the toilets get a wide berth, the the stores and supplies. What you know, you, you always, like, hear of soldiers on the march, so it's always, like, chuck wagons and things, so... You would not necessarily know like you wouldn't know about fortifications and things like that. Yeah, you you'd know about um, you know if you if you if you've got a tent that will comfortably sleep six, they'll have twelve in it. I I'm going to tell Fuss to come down in low, and I want him to land on that central structure, which is the size of a mouse. And it's like twilight; it's a crap time of night that seems. stuff. he's going land on the big structure in the middle? On the roof, in the big structure, in the middle, so we can get a proper or close look at all this stuff in detail.
1: Cool. So we can possibly uh, start filling
2: in the blanks. Stealth check with advantage, please. 17. He sort of flits in, he uh, alights himself on the top of this roof. Um, there's a tiled roof. As it, as it comes down, the wind is, is blowing from, from the west, and there is a god-awful smell, just... Every once in a while, we've sat in from the it's west.
0: Cool. Um, west. Okay, and he smells. Uh, so when that dies down, and it's sort of, it's not 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 a big thing. It's just oh right yeah. Um, and then
2: when it's it's all calm, where he smells horses. So sort of looking around, and there's uh, in, the, in the southeast corner, there's some hay outside a building. So the large square building, there, or the long uh, the long building there. The that um, there are people walking around. Uh, inside you can see there's a big earth bank and then it stops. Um, so like earth and stone basically. And then the inside is actually sunken a little bit. Um, so they must have used some of the, the dirt from inside just to, to build that up. So there's a lot of stone everywhere, but not a lot of earth. Um, but it's not like paved or anything. So it's like, obviously you take the topsoil off and it just becomes this crap stone soil. Out. So you probably just used that and packed it with a bit more stone. And then You've got these urban banks sort of reinforcing the walls, which are mostly timber. I'm going to instruct him to look into the um, southwest corner, which has got that square of me, you know, blotchy colour that you can quite identify. Uh, he's going to look there, and it's a square, blotchy-coloured patch. That's it, really. I mean, there's there's a, a blotchy bit. There's um, what looks like some hits there, maybe. You can't really tell. Still a way away, you know, still a good hundred feet or so away. It's mm, okay, hundred feet, sorry, a good sort of uh, 50 to 60 feet away from him. So, but you can't really make, make out. I mean, there, there are people moving around, there are people um moving around, like there are torches and, and light. Um, and there, there seems to be like light coming out the doors of these little roof structures, um, which are um, sort of low ish buildings. They seem to you know, uh, looking through his eyes, you look at it and you see. Um, that they're, they're all sort of wooden structures, um, or, or field stone and wood, and just it, it seems to be cobbled together whatever they had, really. Okay, looking um, at the east, then at the two that are in the top right and bottom right corners. I'm getting to look at those and try and figure out what they may be. One of them uh, you can probably piece it together is a stable on the south. Yeah, because uh, there's straw. It smells of horses, mm-hmm. and then. The top one, no idea, there's people coming in and out, there's light, they're carrying things, they're going into the main building. What, in the centre? Yeah. Mm. Sometimes someone will, will go in and out, in, out of there and then into one of the the smaller huts. Right, I am going to report all this back to you. Uh, to you guys, and I'm gonna, you know, give description of the fact that the pit, the thing with the weird colours, still don't know what that is. You know, there's all these tents, there's stables, and the top corner, people going in and out. I have no idea where the shadow of the white is in all this. There isn't anything obvious that screams this is where our commander lives. At this point, the training wheels are coming off, Kara had, because he's had enough of me saying. By the way, Karahad, you know military stuff. You know military stuff, if you think that this, that could be in handy, you tell me. No. Okay? So, start doing your job. <laughs> <laughs> I was expecting a to tower <laughs> There are no towers. How, how are the walls set up? How, how tall are the. Um, Palisades. Oh, how tall are they? Palisades, yeah. I think they were eight foot last time when we got uh, nearby under the. Eight foot in the back, Yeah, no. but they were. Eight foot, I'm sure he said they were like yeah. or eight or something. We, we we can go go back and look, but I think it was it was something like um, ten to fifteen feet. Hmm. Do they um, have kind of like walkways behind them, or there's a bank behind them? There's so, no walk, there's no one walking along there, so you can't really tell if there's an actual walkway. Like, because what would be the difference between a bank and a walkway? Okay, it's, it's just do- it's, it's more of a, a question: kind of, Can people kind of like get up to the wall and see over the top of it from the inside? Yeah, the, the banks go up almost to the top. Right. Okay. So yeah, it's, like it's defensible then. Um, right. I think, although it's taken us longer than we would have liked, I think this is a blessing in disguise. We should get a couple of hours kit, and then in the small hours of the night when they're probably going to be at least prepared for it, try and sneak in, I guess. So you're going to take a short rest? Where are you taking a short rest? We'll say that you're sort of behind a wall somewhere you can hang out so we don't stand up. Yeah. Yeah. Just cool. hang out where we are. Who's going to keep watch? Um, I'm kind of already got fuss floating around, so I'll take first watch and we'll take turns. Cool. Uh, a short rest is about an hour. I mean, do you really want to keep all that long, or do you, do you want to wait until like you're dead at night, we, of night? I kind of, I'm working on the theory that, um, these guys all seem a bit kind of goody two shoes with the whole, um, Oh, everything is lovely. Everything is great. We want to be friends with everyone. Thing I think these guys would be like following the rules. They would not be staying up late drinking and stuff. So they're probably going to turn in for an early night. So come, you know, three four in the morning. Everyone's going to be fast asleep apart from maybe the few that are on watch. Mm. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. All right. The uh, the night passes without event. What time do you want to get up? Is it you know? I'm saying I'm thinking about two 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 o'clock head over. We haven't said anything about the moon yet, so we haven't said uh, if the moon's out or two moons are out or not. So, someone roll me two d fours, please. But I want you to, to uh, say which one's the large moon and which one's the small moon. your new ones. By all means, you have all
0: of the luck. Okay. Which, firstly, which one is the large one and which one is the small one? Large, small. Okay. Roll them. Two,
2: three. Okay, so, the, so large moon, the large moon is crescent, waxing, and the small moon is gibbous waning. So there's not a huge amount of, of light, but you can see,
1: you know, uh,
2: if, if you don't have dark vision, you, you, you could have seen just about well enough that you can navigate, but you're probably tripping up over places. You guys can see, like, it's it's bright light out. Oh, no, I can't. Foss can't. I can't, because he doesn't actually have night vision. But Foss does. Yeah. Yeah. You can see hand in front of your face, mm-hmm. and you can sort of look out. And once your your dark you know your, your night vision is kind of like asserts itself naturally, you can you can see what's around you. You can see the topography. You know you can make out land from sky, for example. Yeah. But uh, you're going to have a hard time being stealthy along like open ground. Someone's going to have to guide you. How are you doing this? Where are you going? What are you doing? Tell me. Um, well, we're co- coming. We're coming in from the north. We're not. We've not seen a gate there. So the obvious thing is to go around to the south. east or south side to see if there's a gate on those sides. south the one with the big gate. Yes, south has the big gate, and I didn't see any other gates. Looking through Fuss's eyes. Okay. So it's a question of: do we want to go through the gate, or do we want to try and climb the wall? Well, the wall is 15 feet, as Paul said. So I'm, I'm what, four foot on a spit? That's like, the, a, that's like nearly that's three times my height that I'd have to climb there. We could give you a leg up and stand on each other's shoulders. <laughs> give you a leg up and then, you know, the, the other two of us, you know, we can... Have we got... Yeah, I've, I've got, got... I've got a rope. I've got a dagger. Um, I don't have... To, Oh no, I've got two daggers. Um, although he's... Dunk. Dunk. Gonna be quite loud. Yeah, a rope would be better. Yeah. At least the rope, if you throw it over over one of the palisades. Everyone check their sheets. Does anybody have any rope? I, I just said I have a rope. Oh, do you? Ah, sorry. I completely missed that. <laughs> okay. Okay, so... Um, Rue is about six foot, so... I could probably lift you up about 10 foot my arms stretched up in the air and maybe had giving me a bit of a leg yeah. up. I reckon we could get you up to the top of the wall just by working as a team. It's worth a try. And then, if, yeah, then if you captain. then kind of like hook the rope onto something, we can then climb up the rope. Give it a go. Flying captain. Um Okay. At what point do you, are we turning Gimbal invisible? That's what, exactly what I was actually just going to ask. I think we need to do it before we send you up with the rope. Okay, just before we do that, Gimble is going to cast on himself. Comprehend languages. Ah. Just because if we manage to sneak in here secretly. Give me the um, the, the card. For comprehend languages, please. I want to see whether this is based on. Here's the thing. I'm also going to recast. Um, based on his false life on myself because that oh, was any, it's any written language, any, any spoken language. That's fine. Well, what do you mean, here's a thing. Uh, is it Whether it's, you understand that language, or it's, I can language languages on this thing. You know, this language. Oh, specific languages, yeah, or... yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah or whether you it's see. just a general universal translator. Yeah. Right, I have um, five temporary hit points. Cool. Hit in fact, time. I'm going to cast that again. I have... <laughs> no. No, you have five.
0: You cast it once, ah. it worked.
2: You, no. no, okay. no. Um, one thing I will say. No game theory. <laughs> that, was, that was a D4. Yeah. Is that what you're supposed to roll for you? Yeah. Okay, that's yeah, cool. Yeah. I wanna sure if you picked up the wrong four. D4, D4 plus five. I'm not having that. You make one roll for everything. It's not, okay, I didn't like that. I'll do it again. If, if you wanted to, say, make a table or something and say, okay, I'll take 20 on it. Okay, that's going to take a week. That's fine. If you wanted to, to roll again for it, I'd say... Yeah, right. How about you sit and concentrate on it for an hour and, and do it as a, as a ritual, then yes, you can re-roll. That, that would be about right, but you'd have to justify why you've got another re-roll. Limit. Fair enough. All right. No, you that, you cannot blame me for trying. <laughs> <laughs> <I> just can <laughs> and I will. <laughs> yeah, the, the reason I was doing that before first is because obviously, like you said, I make any action. You turn mm-hmm. me invisible and I go, Compare languages. Oh shit, now I'm invisible again. <laughs> All right, then what are we doing? So, so, you, so you're so you're uh, comprehensive languages. Yeah, and they're gonna diggy diggy diggy. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know really what. So I'm just going to read this out for you. The creature you touch becomes invisible until the spell ends. Anything the target is wearing or carrying is invisible as long as it is on the target's person. The spell ends uh, when the time elapse or they attack, are attacked, or cast a spell. And that's why I cast Comparamod languages first. Yes. Good thinking. So, um, if we give you the rope and I cast this while you're holding the rope, the rope will be invisible as well. As long as it's on my purse. The minute I let go of it, it becomes visible. Tie it on and just keep your your little pinky on it. (laughs) Can do. Until we walk away. Or if what I can do is tie it, slide it down the palisade and tie it as close to the ground as possible. That way... Cover it with dirt or whatever to make it blend in. Mm-hmm. So let's do this. Yeah. Okay, so I am casting Invisibility. Okay, you have an Invisible Gimbal. <laughs> <It's> invisible. <laughs> Alright. Okay, so Next. Gimbal is your stun on my shoulders. Make an Acrobatics check, please. Luckily I am an acrobatic little gnome thing. Um, I get a plus. You get a plus four? We, thank God that rolled off the book. <laughs> um, Thirteen. Thirteen. Uh, likewise, make me a strength check with disadvantage because he's invisible and it's hard to balance things you can't see. Four, three. Because I get minus one on, st- on strength. Succeed at a cost or fail? Can I try something?
0: Uh, so, you, you, you're doing fairly well, you can balance, but how is he failing this role? Because he's well, failed. Again. How is he failing this role? So then you can react to it. That's fine. You, but you will use that, that role, because it's a decent role. Cool. Sure. So you sort of scamper up his back, but you're finding it
2: very difficult to kind of get in the right place and do it, because you can't see him. So you're sort of feeling him, he sort of, he sort of rocks you away. but this would be much easier if you like look up and see, like, oh, he's leaning that way. I fundamentally disagree with that line of logic, but I shall go along with it anyway. Um, <laughs> Try balancing with your eyes closed. It's No, but it's more of a, if, if you've got someone on your shoulders, you're looking forward, they're above you, you can't see them anyway. You'd be surprised. You'd be very surprised. I've tried this. Okay. That's why I said with disadvantage, not with like, yeah. i are not going to get it. Okay. Um, Lifetime of martial arts. You name the weird physical feat, I've probably tried it. Okay, do we want to do this with some kind of consequence, or do we want to take our chances of, like, you falling off or something? I'm small. If I fall off, I'm probably not going to hurt myself, but it's going to make a lot of noise. Right. I'm, going to, I'm just going to roll for this, because there's no other way in which I can think of doing it. Um, odds, it just fails. Evens, it succeeds with consequence, right? Mm-hmm. Odds. Mm-hmm. Sorry, it just fails. It fails? Okay, so uh, you, you sort of you get up there, um, but... It's, it's proving harder than you thought it would, and you're not as, as, as strong as you thought you were, maybe, and maybe he's maybe he's put on a few pounds, you know what I mean? It's, <laughs> uh, maybe it's his fault, not yours, and uh, <laughs> so you, you, your knee buckles a bit. You, you go to one knee, and you're going to uh, scheme your knee a bit, so as you go down, it hits a rock, because rocks are fucking everywhere in this country, yeah. this godforsaken country. Um, so you go and you, you, you rock, uh, your knee hits a rock and I'm um, going to give you disadvantage on athletics and acrobatics checks for the next hour.
1: Um,
2: meanwhile, Gimbal, you're fine. I mean, this guy goes down and like oh, shit, and you, just, you know he's going to go and you bail. And you just, like, so you're fine. No one knows that because <laughs> you're invisible. Next. <laughs> okay, plan B. Carahad, throw in. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, can I borrow someone's helmet? That <laughs> <laughs> uh, <Can we> <laughs> Yeah. I... <laughs> just, you know, just. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know, without the noise. Yeah. Trying
0: to yeah of yeah. Gimbal probably weighs a good, kind of like 40 pounds.
2: Um, yeah, probably about that.
0: Yeah, he's very slight, but, you know, he's still, still up there. Well, Scarahad's
2: so got like a 19 in strength. You, yeah, you, he's you. the strongest
0: person you've ever met.
2: Yeah, so you could just you know toss a shot yeah. put in. I say you know tossing
0: a sack fifteen feet in the air,
2: more than fifteen feet because you don't want it to land on some spiky um, palisade, now, do you? So uh, is that going to really hurt? <laughs> <laughs> well, I've got I've got a pretty good pretty good score in acrobatics, so lots to say that I don't you? land like fucking Spider-Man. True. And, uh, at the same time, same time, I could land like a fucking puppy.
0: I'm going to say that's somewhere between hard and very hard, which is going to give you a twenty two that you need to hit. Oof. you've got what is your athletics my athletics 7 um, 7 so
2: yeah that's 15 I think it might just be easier if I try and climb the fucking palisade yeah should we try that I've got, <laughs> I've got acrobatics as always you're to try and climb the palisade I'm going to yeah. climb the, the okay let's say how about <laughs> you climb <laughs> you climb with advantage because the first what five foot of it is Kara is had basically just pushing you up yeah yeah okay yeah What's your, what's your check, Karad? It was a four. Glad we didn't do that then. <laughs> <laughs> that would make right, a okay, uh, oh, right. make Make um, a strength check. Just a strength check, not an athletics. Yep. Yeah. Seven. Plus. Yeah.
1: That's two That's plus five. That's yeah. plus five. Seven,
2: okay. Make your acrobatics. Oh uh, well, my first roll is a four. Okay. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> we a enough. two. All. Right. You want those back? You wouldn't, you wouldn't roll <laughs> with advantage or disadvantage, so it's just your first roll. Oh. No, uh, so nice. what do we get all, all in? Eight. Eight? Okay, so you you
0: decide to try and charge up Karahad and he's not quite ready for you. So he's kind of like getting ready, he's putting his knee out, And you his... is, is anyone here. else seeing the Three Stooges
2: here? Yeah. <laughs> and, you,
0: and you end up going up and you mistime it and you kick him in the face. <laughs> um, roll me a d4 please, plus strength.
2: I don't have any pluses in strength. One. So, Cara had you take one point of damage to the face. <laughs> it's the only time I've ever been happy to roll low. I was w- when you were saying I was going down on my knee. I was like reaching for my D four. <laughs> what damage I was going to do to myself? Can the dragon <clears throat> just fly you over? He's the size of a cat. <laughs> no. Okay. Next. Oh god. Oh, god. <laughs> oh, god. Can we just... I'm, gonna, I'm gonna. I'm gonna try. I'm gonna try. It. I'm gonna tie a lasso with rope and okay. dig under the wall. <laughs> okay. no, these are fifteen feet tall, or at least seven feet underground, bro- in order to stand up straight. Okay, can no, I tie a just... lasso with a rope? Um, you're going to have to roll a. Uh, let's call that a straight dexterity. Can I also send Fuss up to sit on the wall? Why the fuck don't? Oh Jesus Christ! We could have just sent Fuss up with a rope in its teeth. Yes, we could. Can we do totally... that now? Yeah. Okay, Fuss is going to take the rope in his teeth, we're going to tie a loop in the end of it, Fuss is going to take it up in his teeth, cat-size, and hoop it over the top. I'm Make dexterity a- to check, Warren, please. <sighs> Why didn't I think of that? Jesus Christ. That's probably Five. Um... I'm, just, I'm just fishing for a one there, that's fine. Okay, <laughs> yeah, so it's a five. Yeah. Uh, so Plus he's... T- yeah, seven. Yeah, so he's, he's struggling with it quite a bit because it's, it's really awkward. But he just sort of, you know goes up and he's sort off. He's flapping around and it's. He, so he learns to to fly with it a little bit. And he's like, all right, fine, okay, I'm just gonna, just gonna go. And he he powers up the wall and manages to slip it over one of the. So um, worst assassins ever. <laughs> <laughs> so he he lets that go there. Um, Gimbal, I'm assuming you were at least holding onto the other end of the rope, so it's still invisible. Yes, that was you know. Sensible. Taking his time. It's like six in the morning, though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. How long has it taken? And all up. the guards, all the guards are across the top, like yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a bit of like so that you sort of go to that one in the morning, maybe. Um, it's it's only been about you know fifteen minutes that have sat at the bottom of this thing <laughs> <like> <laughs> kind of debating how to get over and whatever. <laughs> okay, Gimbal. Okay, right, so Gimbal's going to climb the rope, which should be dexterity or acrobatics. Uh, That is going to be dexterity. Uh, 11. 11 is fine. Okay, so I'll get to the top, and I'm going to roll perception. i look around to see where the guards are, if I can see anything. Yep. Seriously. 15. Um, You can't see any guards patrolling, Mm -hmm. which is quite lucky, because you've been faffing about and kicking each other in the face and making all sorts of noise. You... You can see that there is uh, light coming out. You can basically see what Foss saw yeah. but from a different perspective. You've come from the north. Can you tell me um, just now which side you were on? Were you in the middle? Or were you on the east to the west? Well, we we're on the north yeah. wall, were not we? Yeah. Yeah. But are we like in the centre of the north wall, towards one of the corners? So, so did you approach so, along the it, the river or the? I think out in the open, or I think the. the Maybe kind of like in the back corners because, like, everyone was whatever that is. fucking Post-it notes. Whatever this is, everyone's kind of coming in there, so if we kind of, kind of come over the corner there. It will kind of be behind the building, anything of any interest. Okay, okay. You can see that building. um You can see into there. There, there are no windows on your side, but you can see there's light. Windows. So, oh, uh, no, none of the buildings you can see have uh, um, that are adjacent to the wall have windows next to next to the wall. So obviously, it'd just be. Um, so you can see light is coming out of basically every hut that you can see down uh, you can see over the top of this building um, you can see that there's a chimney um, in fact there are two chimneys in it which is odd um, in the same wall um, which is uh, the ones sort of next to the um, the road bit that's just a path just stops um, and then the road carries on and there's a so it goes west and there's, there's like this this big building and then it's crossed by another road and it just you can see that road as well and it goes from the gates on the south side to the north side and just stops and so you think this is like like a formal layout in some way but like uh, so that's just how they did it like they can have a gate anywhere but um, just by close to the road yeah Um so
0: yeah you can see a lot of activity happening between the large the two large buildings essentially people carrying things over and as you sit there and sort of take it in, you start smelling food, and you sort of it flicks
2: to you. Oh, right, okay, too big. chimneys, needs this private kitchen, which makes sense. Okay. Uh, to have the kitchen separate from the large hall. That's that's like how country pe- people do things. So fine. Uh, there, there is still light in the kitchen area. Um, there's still a little bit of light in in the main hall sort of area. Um, everything else is dark. You now everything else is dark. There's no people around. Um, there's, you know, like, the one or two people going between buildings, but it seems like if they're, if they're moving, they're doing something. Um, there are no patrols, there's not like people being sub living in that or not. Okay. Karahead, I've hurt my knee. Can you give me a leg up? <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna try... Gimbal! Gimbal! Okay, Karahad, wow. roll strength. Are we alright to go up? 17. Clear. 17 okay, I'm coming up. Roll uh, whichever you'd like between ad- uh, dexterity or strength with advantage. So you you are using the rope. So, yeah. well, no. so I'm going to use dexterity. Yeah, yeah. And I'm rolling this advantage. at add- advantage. No, no, you're rolling this flat. Okay, um, so... Because, so like, because, with advantage. Uh, sorry, um, you've got disadvantage on these sorts of checks. Yes. So the carrot giving the advantage cancelled that. Okay, uh, 19. 19, <laughs> wow. <laughs> nice. So, so, so you manage to scamper up, and, and for a wonder you don't make too much noise. You just sort of, you know, beg off on one leg and, and mostly haul yourself up by hand. Kara had. Yeah. I'm going to athletics or acrobatics. I'm also going to be kind of like at the top, ready to kind of like grab his hand and help haul him over. Athletics. Yeah. Hmm. It's twenty-three. Uh, you are all over. You cannot see gimbal. All right, we do. Um, Gimbal, let's go ahead. Gimble, let's go ahead.
0: Dungeons and Dragons is owned by Wizards of the Coast. Game World was written by Paul Bennett and Robert Sanderson. Intro music was Shards of Glass by Louis Barabbas and the Bedlam Six. Additional music was Bumbly March by Kevin McLeod of Incompetech.com. All other sound effects on this episode, courtesy of BattleBards. Go find them at BattleBards.com. If you want to get in touch with us, it's SwordNutRadio at gmail.com. That's SwordNutRadio at gmail.com. Or at SwordNutRadio on Twitter. And don't forget to leave us a random fact because we love them. Thanks for listening.
1: Cool.
0: Holding my breath and everything.
2: So, Tom, what did you want to address to you, Yeah, what did you do about that, Micky?
0: Oh yeah. Okay.
2: Yeah, the agenda thing. Yeah. Because it's like that <laughs> agenda was from mm. game and like release mechanics. <laughs> um, <laughs> well, I'll think of something over Christmas. What do you need to know? Just how I did it? Yeah. Just a. Uh, just um, a. Yeah. Yeah. There is also an audio record. <laughs> 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 sure, sure. Mostly it was all stuttering. <laughs> 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 yeah. So just sort of went, oh. Oh, yeah. no. So in that case, standard performance isn't enough as a passing. <laughs> we still haven't learned not to discuss tactics in front yeah. of the GM. You do it. Sorry. <laughs> like a band-aid, <laughs> Get it done. And out, out because that will rustle. Out. Okay. Plates or, or something or. <laughs> pour them onto the table. Yeah. But we're all going to eat them anyway. It's going to make you no know actual difference. Yeah. Okay. So. <laughs> just get the rustling done. Um, should have just taken a huge bite <laughs> really <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think that's when, that's, when, that's when you actually see Paul's mental break, i like...
0: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> which follow the nights of the night they have noise breaks. So if you want to, if you want to do something that creates noise, they just go oh, shit, oh, right at the bottom. We just go, okay, well stop, do your noise, and then it's fine.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, you know, we all have to go to the loo and that thing makes the worst noise on the planet, so...
2: Yeah that sort of stuff, he's trying to fuck in. Yeah. Oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> <laughs> if I do know the environment,
1: that's why I'm a drunk. <laughs> so, I'm just gonna
2: read this out for you. Um, yeah? Um, yeah, you can't, I was just... Uh...
0: When you say you're going to read it out, you have to do that out loud. <laughs> no, I'm just reading the a bit and uh, When
2: you cast this spell, using the spell slot of the third level... Well, I can't do that because I'm going to third level, so that's okay. Okay. 23. Jesus Christ, they're really funny. Yeah, they are. I think they're hopped up on, like, cake or something. It's someone's birthday, obviously. They're hopped up on goofballs. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to take this advantage, too. Oh, no. Yeah. yeah. 23. Climb the rope shot in disregard.
0: <laughs> disregard! The dwarf climbing over the wall in full armour!
2: <laughs> it's the equivalent of making a stealth jet, guy.
0: Stealth! Stealth! You can't see me! I can't see you! <laughs> what
2: are you doing? Jesus, Christ it's new like new noises. We haven't even heard before. Yeah, it's like it's like the like oh the, those those geeks are back. Let's yeah. absolutely yeah. silent all the rest of the time. Like they don't even come here. Yeah. <laughs> they don't use this this fast station anymore. <laughs>